Welcome among the earliest. We are back in Barcelona, which is a huge pleasure. And uh, since it's been years, since it's been more than 30 episodes, I did things more properly and got in touch with the role playing club based here. Please introduce yourself and your club. Well, my name is Mark. I'm from here from Barcelona. And our club is Sans Nigurat. I love the name, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> it's a word play with uh, the quarter, the, the neighborhood here, Sans. And our beloved, Howarlo, Shub Nigurat. It's very convenient. It's close to where I randomly picked my hotel. And it's very close to a, a bar owned by a friend called La Maison Belge, which <laughs> I recommend in Barcelona. But I, I was uh, walking around the neighborhood today. Uh, first, I didn't plan it, but it was a carnival. Which yeah. <laughs> is extremely cool. And I passed by a primary school and my friend living here was telling me how much geeky the Catalans can be. And I could just see that because all the children were dressed up as Sengoku, Arale from Dr. Slum, which yeah, really yeah. surprised me, <laughs> uh, Spider-Man, all the Marvel characters, even French and Belgian comics like Asterix and yeah. Lucky Luke. They are really popular here. Catalan, are, I'm told, are a very freaky geek because a lot of this has been subtitled or translated to Catalan. Translated. Yeah, we have an old tradition of comics and books from Mozart. We are always looking to Europe. It's probably the main difference with most of Spain. And since probably the 60s, we have already translations for Asterix, Tintin. It's a lot of comics from the other side of Pyrenees. At the 80s, with the democracy, we have a own TV channel, the third. We have with this Songoku Arale, where the first kids show in Catalan we see, and a, a whole generation that right now have around 40 years. I was so surprised to see kids, like a second or maybe third generation already, still being fan of Arale. Is that something from my childhood, but which is sort of the childhood of a lot of French and Belgian people? Arale is quite, yeah, probably it's the parents that dressed the kids as Arale, because right now it's not on the TV, it's not on air. But Goku, Dragon Ball, is still on air in, in the Catalan channel, so. Sempre 
a classic, the traditional question really of the show, which I ask to everyone. And it's an interesting personality test. <laughs> if you run into someone who has absolutely no clue whatsoever, never seen a video of anything about what is a tabletop role-playing game, how would you explain what it is? I would say it's the old traditions of storytelling, with the difference that it's interactive. There is a storyteller who tells a story, but the public can participate, can modify the story. And that's the main thing of storytelling. Kids do storytelling when they play. Adults do storytelling when they play. Normally in life, most of people play a role. <laughs> not They play pretend, especially today. On Carnival, obviously, people play roles. <laughs> but I would say that it's uh, the old tradition of storytelling. In this case, also, it's interactive, which is, I think, better. There are some mechanics, dice, cards, or whatever, but it's mainly storytelling, to tell a story in community. What was your own very first introduction to role-playing game? What did you find out about them? Uh, <laughs> it was back on primary school. A friend of mine told me about Lord of the Rings from my Scrum Enterprises. The novel or already the role-playing game? No, no, the, the role-playing game. I already read the novels, but he told me about the role-playing game from my Crown, the old map. It was pretty cool what he told me. So I was interested. Finally, with him, we could make a, a play. And I decided I want to buy the book. <laughs> and I begin with the MERP, Middle Earth Role Playing Game. I never tried MERP, but it's got the reputation of being... It's a spin-off of Rule Master, I think. It was quite rich. It's uh, for, for one side, is the Rule Master for Lord of the Rings setting. Also, it's quite simplified. There are less tables. Right now, here, I'm not sure outside, but here, we call this game the Lord of the Tables. Really? Wow. Really, because you want to fight, you should roll in a table for each weapon. <laughs> I or mean, armies. Okay, the Lord of the Tables. <laughs> when you said the Lord of the Tables, like, here in Catalonia, that's the game that we play no, on no, all no, the tables. No, no, because no, you it has a lot, lot of tables inside the book. If you want to do everything, there is a table. <laughs> Even there is a special tables for general issues. And Rollmaster is called the Lord of the Tables Expanded. So how do you build up from that first experience of uh, Middle Earth? Well, I, from here I go to Star Wars from D6, uh, Inter um, nice. Western games probably. That's, that's my thing, the Star Wars D6. The best Star Wars game I've ever seen. Because <laughs> it's, I think it's perfect. It has a lot of things, a lot of quirks that games later at the beginning of storytelling games, of white wolf games, they say, we are storytelling games, blah, blah, blah. Don't care about the rules. Don't do, do a lot of descriptions. This was already on Star Wars D6. And one of the things I remember best of this game was, if your character is a cat, <laughs> don't say you are a cat. Just describe yourself. You are thin, tall, with pointed ears, slim mustache. This is role-playing. Later, the games have evolved and say this. They say exactly this. Care about uh, describing things. Just skin it however you want. Uh. Yeah. I really like Star Wars because, I mean, it was quite straightforward. You had a total of D, so you, one of the things I would do even before game mastering, I would create my own template of character and then if I wanted them to be an alien of some kind... This I would... is another thing that I love from Star Wars because you have the templates. And a lot of people only play it with templates. But you have a blank character sheet. And you have a rules about, if you want to do a character, you have 
I think it's seven die. Uh, no, uh, 18, I think. 18, 18 die for attributes, uh, seven die plus for skills, and go on. So this is wonderful, don't it? You have a re total freedom what I would to create a character. Is, yeah. What I would often do is come up with a, like an advantage and a disadvantage. I would create for an alien, say, in the, the small notes. If he's underwater, he's got plus 1D. If he's in the desert, he's got minus 1D. And it was quite simple. And always what it required was to show to my game master and say, are you cool with that? And the game master, yeah, I'm cool exactly. with that. Or just <laughs> tweak it like this. Or this is even the specialities. I would come up with word specialities. Like there was, yeah, brawl, so fighting with your fist. Yeah. And I remember making a character who was kind of a boxer and a space pirate. And I say his speciality is to fight in narrow spaces, like in spaceship. <laughs> so he's got plus one the one isn't there, but if he's in a on the ring or open field It doesn't uh, feel comfortable and Yeah, it doesn't work for him because he cannot use a, a pipe or whatever <laughs> to, to help him. And yeah, I love Star Wars Western games. They're releasing a new um, D6 game for the Mask of Zorro, apparently. There's a brand new one this year, which has been announced. They're going to make a new D6 game but ah. on the Mask of Zorro. Interesting. So, yeah. Uh, so, Merp, Star Wars. Uh, well, I evolved to Chronicles, well, World of Darkness in that time. I love Mage. Mage the Ascension is probably one of the best games I've ever played. And I'm Game Master. Right now, I'm playing a lot Legend of the Five Rings, 7C, the second edition. I think it's probably one of the nicest things I have seen in a lot of time. It's like a Star Wars D6. It's really fresh. You can do whatever you want. And it's really cinematic. So I moved to this, <laughs> to this kind of games. Cinematics and really, really flexible. So most of those games, did you play them with a group of friends? Were you already in a club or all? Well, you... we are here in a club. Right now, the club is mainly a group of friends. We were a group of friends. As I said, we were. With Star Wars D6, did you play it already? No, it was with another group. Unfortunately, this group fell off. We were youngs and has been a lot of time since there. Right now, we are a group that we knew each other since 15 years ago, more or less. Slightly more, some of them. Right now we are playing the Giovanni campaign, The Last Supper, I think it's called in English, with another group. Right now I'm doing a Warcraft game, Warcraft, like World of Warcraft. Mm -hmm, yeah. The Master is a new one, is is his third game. So it's not really working pretty well, but it's working, and we are encouraging him to still improve. That's great. So, so it's one of the things we want from this club, to abroad people. They're all playing games and or hobby. <laughs> is it successful? Have you been contacted by a lot of people besides uh, where the Giri is coming uh, from London? <laughs> Giri, <laughs> you know the word. <laughs> I know all the words. <laughs> it's a nice word. Not always tell, tell nice, but I'm not a Giri. <laughs> <laughs> Probably you're a tourist, as you're saying. No, I'm not a <laughs> tourist. You're I'm a traveler. <laughs> oh. <laughs> No me importa 
How does the club work? If I hear about the club, do you meet on a regular basis? Well, there are obviously the private parties, the private games, as I said, people who's meeting. Right now, we have this event every two Fridays. It's an open door event. We had we we take out our, our, our games library. Yeah, you you even have a board game library. Hmm. So yeah, our board games library, and we have also some game masters doing games. Right now, is working a lot the RPG games. We expect only the board games to work, but RPGs were working pretty well. Have you noticed a particular reason why new player are these older players who were looking for a place or brand new player, sure. younger ones? As a club, we are really known in Barcelona as an RPG club. Uh-huh. Mainly because we have the only, only RPG activity, only RPG event in Barcelona. Now on 16th on March. We have an event in sake of the of the Women's Day, the Working Woman Day, which all the masters will be women. Oh, amazing! We did it last year. We will repeat it this year. We are the only ones who do only RPGs events. So, how many members do you do you actually have? We have seventeen, I think. We are a small club. We are really new. In fact, we are not really want to accept a lot of people really fast or conditions to come to be part of the club. Yeah, it's not about growth, it's about being organic in the way you, you Yeah, we we you want develop. people who comes here to work with us and obviously to play. To be a fan, to be a sympathizer, it's really easy. Just come here, come to our activities and we will invite you to our games. <laughs> so it's quite easy. So what is the sort of distribution of games i know depending of countries things are more or less probably like in in germany the, a lot of people play dark eye and they lament that <laughs> dungeons and dragons is not available in german but uh, everywhere <laughs> so, dungeons and dragons is everywhere <laughs> so here do you have a lot of dungeons and dragons compared to other games or is it kind of balanced no it's not balanced at least from my experience there is a lot of dungeons and dragons if it's not dnd it's pathfinder now there is a spanish publisher that has made its own game called Rise of the Dragon. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure if it's their own or if it's a translation, but it's a new game which is also more D&D style. And well, mechanics are quite similar also. Is it the fifth edition rules actually? Because there's a lot of countries that I don't know, but Finder is still in fifth edition rules, well, with uh, their own variations. Rise of the Dragons, I think it's in the same way. I don't... The fifth edition has has been really well accepted here, at least as long as I know. I didn't play it still, so I didn't play Dungeon Science 3rd edition. <laughs> it's not my it's not my style of game. Some will say I'm I'm heretic, but you want to <laughs> I I'm a, I'm an heretic. <laughs> <laughs> because you don't play Dungeons Dragons. Because I don't play Dungeons and Dragons. In fact here a lot of people there is a, a big a big argument right now here that people that says Dungeons and Dragons is not an RPG because there's no role-playing. The game doesn't um, potent yeah, the, the role-playing. And the people that say that, yes, it is. And there is a, quite an argument right now <laughs> around. But, well, I don't care much. <laughs> so, 
There's argument in all the countries. I happen to speak French, so I know what in France they talk about. <laughs> I know in the UK, fifth edition helped somehow to make people agree wow. on stuff. Edition wise, not raging anymore. Why in France it's still 3.5 is better, <laughs> fourth is better. They don't really have fifth yet. It's just coming now. No, he, yes, because fourth edition was quite a fiasco. People believed it wasn't really interesting. Even, well, the, the heart. Yeah, the hardcore no. fans, obviously, say it was lovely, lovely but no. Here's the, I, I liked it. I'm a defender of fourth <laughs> edition. I think it does something very specific. It doesn't do the rest, but at least it's got its own thing going on. But and yeah. well, fifth edition was quite quite well accepted between the Dungeons and Dragons players, obviously. From the other side, there is a lot of people who is entering on fate, and the and storytelling games are quite quite well accepted also. Vampire probably is the Vampire the Masquerade. Yeah, yeah, of course. He's probably the most well-accepted game outside Dungeons. But the old game. Well, now we have the the fifth editions and the twentieth universe. But we are still playing the second. The Chronicles of Darkness hasn't been translated. Only was translated Vampire the Requiem. Mm -hmm. It was a fiasco, an absolute fiasco. People didn't understand it. It sounds somewhat similar to what happened in France. Actually, people. Vampire the Masquerade's second edition was the great boom. huge. Everybody <laughs> exactly. played it. I mean, that's the thing I would be curious in Spain. So in Fr in France and Belgium, the question was not whether or not you played Vampire the Masquerade <laughs> in the late 90s and early 2000s. It was, so do you play Chicago or do Paris? Because there was <laughs> Chicago by night and there Obviously. was Chicago, uh, Paris by night. What, was there something like that? Was, is there Barcelona by night or there Paris? Was a, there wasn't an official Barcelona by night. There was a person of, of the troupe of Ricardo Ibanez, Marc Alpena, made for the Leader magazine, which was the most important magazine about RPGs. It's just the same as in France. It was Casubelli, a magazine. It was technically not official, but the magazine was just strong enough to... to they, they do Barcelona by night. Some guys, I'm not sure where, did Madrid by night, because this rivality has been always here of several centuries. But nothing official appeared till probably third edition at the end that appeared the Spain by night, which was not really official. I think I haven't seen it mm. physically. Have you played Barcelona by night, the, that magazine? As version? a game master. Yeah. Was it good? Uh... It was interesting. It was absolutely unofficial because I think I heard officially Barcelona was Sabbath. Officially, yeah. Okay. And in, in Barcelona by night, it wasn't. It was Camarillo. <laughs> so... It was nice because you play on your own city. It was quite weird also because you played as if you were in the States. So you expect everybody has a gun, which is obviously don't have here. In Europe, <laughs> we don't have a gun. So it was quite weird because everybody has a gun or big guns. It was quite easy to take them out. Well, at least we were not kids, but almost. Obviously, in a game in Europe, if you take guns out, police arrive really fast. So it was... Oh, shit. <laughs> well, that wasn't a little the, the results. I always prefer playing in a really faraway land. The States is quite interesting because we have films, a lot of films, and we have made a, a mythology about the States, which is perfect for big violence games. I'm yeah. sorry for the States, probably they are better than that, but... When I was playing Paris by night, I, I was not a Parisian myself, <laughs> so it was... Not a strange foreign land very far, but it was still okay. But the only time I played something, it was Nephilim, and it was in our local area. It was a bit of a problem because it was like, okay, we take that screen down there, 
Uh, we co- we take Rambla da Brasil and we turn right and we are there and then you got someone like that's my neighborhood there's no way you go from Rambla de Brasil to there in that much time even if you're a vampire and it, it happens, was a big argument it happened something like this in a cyberpunk game we tried to do it in Barcelona using a part of Fun Hunter setting Fun Hunter is one of the old games uh, made by Spanish people by Catalan people in fact it's about There is a, a big guy who owns a, a library, a library, no, a, sorry, a bookshop, who one day said, Philip Kadik is the only culture. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <it was. laughs> and the, the setting is that this, this guy made an army and conquered the world. This Philip Kadik no, no, Yeah. This Philip Kadik Khan is, is the real owner of a bookshop in okay. Barcelona, Gigamesh. And right now I can't remember the name. <laughs> it's it's awful. Awful. I'm planning to go to Gigamesh tomorrow. The owner of Gigamesh is Alejo, Alejo Cuervo, Pope Alejo. Uh, <laughs> declared himself Pope of Philip Kadik's religion <laughs> and conquered the world. <laughs> But that, and so that's, have, that's the thing your group made up. No, no, this, this is a real game called this is Fan a real Hunter. Game. Okay. Called Fan Hunter. It's a futuristic setting. So the owner of, of Gigamesh knows about Gigamesh, that. Gigamesh, not Gilga, Giga, Giga. Gigamesh. This bookshop owner. Create an army, conquer the wall, <laughs> and rule the wall with a tyranny to the religion of Philip K. Dick. And it has its, obviously, fan club, war games, role-playing games, any kind of game, comic books. All of this is absolutely forbidden. And there is a special police called Tintin Makutes. Tintin Makutes. Tintin Makutes. Like Tintin, the Belgian character. And Makutes, which is, I think, the police of Baby Dog in... Okay. <laughs> in, in, uh, in an island in the Caribbean. It was a, a dictator of the Caribbean. We, we're going to have to launch a crowdfund <laughs> to translate that to English. Yeah, and it's quite... It's also really a really good... A really fun game. It's not a serious one, obviously. And it's really interesting. And there are also a, a line of comic books about the adventures of the resistance who is fighting against Alejo, Pope Alejo. Pope Alejo. And the setting they do on Barcelona, we use it for a game of cyberpunk, but the problem was the same as you were telling. No, no, <laughs> this is my quarter. It's quite difficult that a, no, a local, a, a shop, is, could, be, could survive 40 years. Because <laughs> it has already 40 or more years, so 80 years, uh, it's, it's difficult. And, well, it was a lot of discussion, so we end the game. <laughs> Stay my 
Is there anything specific you'd like to talk about? Well, I will talk a little more specific about our club. Right now we are doing four or five big events during the year, apart of the evenings like this. Three of them are dedicated to only two RPG games, and three more are mixed. Board games and RPG games around. We also collaborate with a lot of activities here in the quarter, with a lot of events here in the quarter. We are in the, in the International Festival of uh, Terror Films here in Sands. We are invited. It's one of the only places that you can shut out the TV. The, 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 no, that's um, not. <laughs> well, it's one of the only places. It's one of the few, I know. I, I think there are, should be another one, but... You can shut out things to the... the Is that, so that's a movie festival? Or? It's a movie okay, festival. Okay, it's a movie festival. Well, there are two. There is a, a Shortcuts Festival, which is around all the week. And on the weekend, there is The Longest Night, which are only films. Yeah, full it, night long, yeah. Full night. The main point is you can shut out to the, uh, I, I love that to the screen. <laughs> one of the few things I miss from Brussels is a festival called The Beef the Brussels International Fantastic Film Festival, which is already a, a mistake of from French to English translation because <laughs> they mean fantasy film festival, not fantastic anyway. <laughs> But uh, yeah, that's the thing people sing, people ask why the villain is so villain, people tell mm, not to here. close the door, <laughs> people yell at the hero, don't go there, you're gonna die. Say, so, yeah, this is a standard shout out. <laughs> if you don't, and if you come up with anything funny to say and you yell it and people hear it, it's, it's kind of your challenge. It's like a, you know, Mystery Science 3000. I guess it's inspired a lot of YouTubers now, but it was a, I don't know, cable TV show in the <laughs> US with three robots and a guy watching a movie and throwing comments on the movie. I need to have found this. I need uh, to Mystery find Science it. 3000 is quite nice. Everything is available on Netflix, at least in the UK, uh, I guess in Spain yeah, also. I will check. And they made a, a sequel now with Felicia Day and uh, it's quite good. Yeah. <laughs> If I wanted to attune myself with the Catalan and Spanish role-player geek culture, are there any movies or shows which well, are especially important? You talked before about El Día de la Bestia, probably it's a must-do. There is also a film which is quite... I might know which one you're going to say. It's, it's not really a good film. Uh, yeah, <laughs> and there is a lot there. of people who get angry with it, and I think with reason. <laughs> uh, it's called, uh, I think it was called The Heart of the Warrior. El Corazón del Guerrero. El Corazón del Guerrero. Yeah. Probably the only good thing on that film is the guy who also appears in El Día de la Bestia. No, Alex de la Iglesia is the author. Um, Santiago Segura. Oh, he's in there, actually, Santiago. He's in there. Okay. He's a magician. Okay. Yeah, to give a parallel to all British and American listeners, El Corazón del Guerrero is, I guess, the equivalent of Mazes and Monsters, which was a movie with yeah. Tom Hanks, which trashed 
yeah. role-playing games. And El Corazón del Guerrero will probably be the subject of a future film studies of the RPG Academy, <laughs> for which I'm going to break a rule because usually I pick movies which I'm there to talk about mostly positively. Well, to speak positively, we have a lot, but we don't have a, a great cinema industry, unfortunately, unless still for fantasy or science fiction. Anyway, there is Fauno's Labyrinth. I'm not sure how it was called in English. The, uh, Labyrinth del Fauno. Pan's Labyrinth by Guillermo del Toro. It's a really uh, amazing film. Lobos de Alga was quite cool. Lobos de Alga? I think it was Basque. Lobos de Alga. Lobos de Alga? Because with werewolves. Maybe my pronunciation is probably... Werewolf. Yeah, werewolves. No, I'm... The Pact of the Wolves? No, but it's not Spanish. It's French, no, no, it was French. That No, it was a contemporary movie. It's a bit like Odd First, but Spanish and with werewolves. <laughs> well, there is a lot of uh, 70s film. How is called? Uh, Paul... Paul Shiny or something like that. Paul Shiny. Paul Shiny. Jess Franco. Jess Franco. Hi, welcome. <laughs> so, Hi, I am Jar from San Siguras. Tell us about this movie. And I don't well, know. I, I don't uh, know what Paul movie Shiny. are you? Paul yeah, Shiny and Jess that. Franco are two seventy. And uh, Paul Shiny is an actor. Jess Franco was a film director from the seventies and eighties. And eighties. And eighties. Yeah, and they were really bad movies, but like trauma, but worse. Okay. Well, trauma in, in with less. Trauma is a is a very beautiful and very expensive uh, film in comparison with the uh, films. Uh, <laughs> Oh, yes, Franco, well, yeah. They, they have really good ideas and really less uh, budget. Yeah, I remember, I don't think it was a Spanish movie, but it was shot in Spain. A movie with children going crazy and killing people. I think it was an 80s movie. Oh, what was that movie? Anyway, anyway. anyway. We're, we're just trying to work out what movies... The best movies in this, in this life is Bad Taste from Peter Jackson, who is a marvelous uh, director. Bad Taste and the other is um, Brian Dead, because it's the second Brandet. film that he made. I see these films and <laughs> when they have uh, 15 or 16 years old, that changed my, my mind and my life. As I was saying, we don't have really a big own films because there is not a really big cinema industry in Spain or Catalonia. And most of the films we've seen are from outside. As he said, uh, Peter Jackson's filmography. I start, I start, I start with, with the films. Fridays, when we are young, more young, Fridays at night, TV One in Spain. The first channel. There's a program, 12 o'clock in the night, that say uh, Cine Alucine. Every, every Friday, make a film. And uh, like trauma film, terror films, uh, hammer films, similar genre. So we really have a lot of influence about these movies. And I see these films. I I try to I try to see the, that film with my brother. <laughs> and but they were kids; they were not allowed. <laughs> I, go, I I go to the bed, and when my parents go to the bed, I wake up again with my brother, and I try to see the film in the television without being catch. Uh, I, I, I suppose I have the thirteen or fourteen years or less. <laughs> less night, probably. Uh, less probably. <laughs> in the night, with all the lights uh, off, and me and my brother seeing the film. It's even better that but, way. But we, we laughed a lot. We have no, haven't got terror. That changed our children's and there is no children's uh, more. <laughs> so when you attempted to be stealthy at night like this, were you already a role player? Uh, I have a problem. The first book I read that changed my mind, uh, my concept to the fantasy, was uh, Momo. And then... Uh, the, and, uh, Momo? Momo, for Michael my, uh, Michael and then uh, Never End the Story. When I end Emerald Next Story, 
It's, a, it's an exit for a boy of 10 years old. I read The Hobbit and then The Lord of the Rings. And I discovered The Lord of the Rings uh, role-play game. So... He's the, I, he's the one who introduced He's the one who No, no, it's another one. But <laughs> it's another one. But I started playing role-playing games, not with the Lord of the Rings. I started playing Roll games Master. with... No, no Roll Master. With... How do you say the other one? The first one to come. Tunnel Centrals? No, no. With... No. El de las amputaciones, ¿cómo se llama? Ah, Runquest. With the Runquest. The amputation game. Con la amputación. Amputations game, yeah. The amputation game. I started with playing role with with that games, and then we went on. That was one of the first games. I don't stop until now. I don't stop until now. The blood I like. I start with a bloody game. So what do you play nowadays? Where do you find your share of blood? Try to play games with I can. Be a, a dwarf. Be, be a dwarf. <laughs> or a dwarf. Uh, something similar in Bloody PJ. And I can kill a, a lot of people. Obviously, or, in Legend of Five Rings, he has a Hida. I have Hida, Hida Spencer. I have Hida Spencer. Like Buddha Spencer. The, the film was yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I put I, What's that homage to Buddha Spencer? My role is like Buddha Spencer in the films of Terence Hill and Buddha Spencer. Sono io la morte, porto corona, io son distruttivo e signora e padrona, e così sono crudele, così forte sono e dura, che non mi fermeranno le tue mura. Sono io la morte, porto corona, io son distruttivo e signora e padrona, e davanti la mia falce capo tu dovrai chinare, e dell'oscura morte al passo andare, sei l'ospite d'onore del valo che per te sognare. Posa la falce, danza tondo e tondo, il giro di una danza e poi un altro ancora, e tu del tempo non sei più signora. Sono io la morte, porto corona, io son di tutti voi, signora e padrona, e davanti la mia falce capo tu dovrai chinare, e dell'oscura morte al passo andare, sei l'ospite d'onore del valo che per te sogniamo, posa la falce, danza tondo e tondo, il giro di una danza e poi un altro ancora, e tu del tempo non sei più signora. Sono io la morte, porto corona, io son di tutti voi, signora e padrona, e così sono crudele, così forte sono e dura, che non mi fermeranno le tue mura. I think uh, you seem to be called on duty, so I think we're going to move to the traditional closing question of the show. It's an homage to a, another podcast called The Weekly Planet. What are you reading? What are you going to read? But it doesn't have to be books. It can be watching shows. The idea is that what are you at the moment consuming in terms of entertainment? And the second part is what are you planning to consume in the near future? Right now I am preparing to doing a Frankenstein about Shadowrun and Fate System. I love Shadowrun as an action game, but it's quite, it's really, it's, it's really slow. And Fate is quite fast. I want to try it to set the setting of Shadowrun. What about you? What are you reading at the moment? Now I am reading a thing that is written by Paul Sanderson. Two years ago, I discovered the Brandon Sanderson, and now I'm reading a lot of Brandon Sanderson uh, books. Well, which one are you reading at the moment? It's, 
I don't know. Uh, All the letters. The translation, the translation in. Say it in Spanish, and people will have to. Uh, it's from magician, but I don't know. I don't remember the name. It's magician from from the darkness. I don't know. I don't know. I don't, sorry, I don't know. I don't remember. <laughs> How do you say magician in Catalan? A magician in Catalan is mac. It's mac. almost the same word, but I got my own. What am I reading? I'm part of the question. <laughs> I'm watching the Umbrella Academy at the moment okay. on mm. Netflix. I see the Netflix. I see the Netflix series, the new Star Trek series. Discovery is a very good story, a Star Trek series. Better than the last series of the Star Trek. Enterprise, then. Yeah. yeah. It's better than Enterprise. Well, Enterprise, it's a good better story. Better than Deep Space Nine. I'm better than <laughs> Voyager. Okay, I'm going to interrupt like this show to have a <laughs> fight. The thing we like in Voyager is uh, Seven of Nine. Oh, come on. Oh. I go, I go to, I go to another place. <laughs> you're, you're very lucky that I'm way, way, way stronger than you, and I don't like picking <laughs> up on short, tiny people. But uh, yeah, okay, uh, let's agree to disagree. <laughs> so, did you remember the name of your novel? I don't know. It's there is. Come on, tell. There is uh, two <laughs> trilogies, but uh, I don't, rem I don't remember the name. Sons of the Bruma. Sons of the Bruma. Hijos de la Bruma. Sons of, of the Room of the Mist. Sons of the Mist. Sons of the Mist. Sons of the Mist. Uh, yeah. We did it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't remember the Gotcha. The, sorry. Gotcha. <laughs> and the first one starts when the good people kill the bad people. Spoiler alert. <laughs> it's the start of the novel. It's like the Lord of the Rings star when Sauron is dead. Spoiler alert. <laughs> <laughs> what are you planning to read or what's your future thing you want to do, uh, watch or read? Captain Marvel, the film? Captain. Oh yeah, oh, yeah I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. Captain Marvel and then game. And I suppose uh, the second part of Avatar. I don't know what is the result. Really? A second part of Avatar? Yeah. And a third and a fourth and a fifth. Why? And again, <laughs> and again, and again. And again. I read in, in some place that there is a plan to make another part of Aliens with Marines, like, like the second part of Aliens. There's a new trend now, and they're doing it with Robocop, they're doing it with Terminator, and they're not going to do it with Aliens, which is, you make a... So they have no ideas in Hollywood. No, yeah, <laughs> well, you know, that's what people want. But And they did that with Halloween also. So they're making sequels to the second or the first movie of a series, which had like six movies, and, reset, and they, yeah. they ignore everything. So, so Aliens, they want to make a sequel just after Aliens, so the second one, but replacing the third, the fourth, and the fifth, well, and with Sigourney anyway. Weaver, etc. And now uh, are starting to Dune. Yeah, they want to do Dune again. I have uh, good intentions with, uh, with that film. I suppose I that it can't be. And Jason Momoa is not do Idaho. Not at I all. I don't like Jason Momoa. Look, <laughs> Idaho. No, another, another, another person, another, another actor, but Jason Momoa, no. No, Duncan Idaho is a trained it's, man, but it's not a huge it's a different guy. Movie. So it's, it's not an ogre. <laughs> so what about you? What are you planning to uh, watch or read? Right now, I'm planning to pick some Philip K. Dick and some Stanislav Lem uh, books. It's really an obsession with Philip K. Dick, yeah. apparently. Yeah. <laughs> I talked to him person. about Van Hunter and Pop Cuervo, Pop Alejo. Pop, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's Pop Alejo. I'm Pop trying Alejo. to remember it tomorrow. Van Hunter. Do you something from Van Hunter? Check you for need, it. You, yeah, check for it in, in Barcelona. It's a comic and the game I told you before. I will pick a copy tomorrow at Giga Mesh if they do have it. Films, uh, freaky films, comics on something similar is provided by... He told everything about that yeah, already. Yeah, yeah. Every, that, is, that, is, that, is, that is another question. 
Do you need to read that because it's, it's very funny. I, I will. I told him we need to launch a crowdfund to have it translated to, to French. <laughs> I corroborated. Sorry, you were seeing. I'm confused. No. Yeah, Philip, <laughs> you're reading Philip Kadik. Some Heinlein also I'm looking for. Robert Heinlein, Starship Troopers. Some standards of LEM. I'm moving a lot to science fiction right now. One I recommend that, that quite famous uh, is Lois McMaster Bujold. And she made the Volker Sigan saga. I really like it. It's uh, science fiction, but not in a Star Wars way, but kind of space opera. It's about humans managed to travel across space with wormhole. And at some point, some wormhole closed and people were isolated on different planets and they evolve in different ways. The main planet is sort of feudal, but uh, with new technology and they're a mix of Greek, Russian, <laughs> Spanish culture, but they develop as with a noble caste. And uh, yeah, they got different planets with different stuff. And uh, she's a she's a very cool writer. I find I recommend to start. Well, it's weird because she made one, then she made prequels, the sequels. I'm not even sure in what order they were released. <laughs> but I recommend not to start with the one which is the earliest in the saga, but to start with the Young Miles. I mean, I love that show. That it's not the show. This <laughs> book series that I the middle name of my son is Miles. So so yeah. You recommend uh, series? Yeah, yeah. recommend. Do you know the Spans? The Expanse, yeah. yeah. We we don't have the same taste. I'm afraid. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's great. It's great. It's great. No, no, it's it's cool. <laughs> I'm I'm just being honest. That's all. The the show you like, I don't. But uh, go ahead, tell about the Expanse. A lot of people like it, and uh, it's a good show. It's, a, uh, it's, my own. it's realistic, realistic series, not a space opera. Yeah, except uh, people seem to have a, a lot of shampoo and they look very good in space. Beside, be, <laughs> except being minor. Have Flash Gordon. For a shampoo. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. But yeah, yeah. Flash Gordon so is, it's, is a space so opera. The, so it's official. The expense is as realistic as Flash Gordon. Flash <laughs> Gordon is a very realistic p film. Yeah, I can help with wings. I can help to to plug. Uh, recommend to you to try a London created game, John Carter of Mars, which is developed by Modifius. I see the film. I don't like the film, but I like the books from Baroques. The role playing game is, is in different. The Tartan, the, the Conan. Oh no, the, no the, Tartan, Tartan, Tartan. Is yeah. is the same? Is the same writer? Yeah, Edgar Rice Burrow. Yeah. Anything else to say before we leave the listeners and we leave Barcelona, sadly? <laughs> you may come to Barcelona whenever you want. It's a nice place. And we you are... We run games in English for them. We can. Well, at least I can. I did it already some years ago. You're welcome to Barcelona when you like. I remember you uh, that in November we have uh, here in Sands, in the Sands... Uh, place, International, uh, Terror, International Film Terror Film Festival. I talk about it already. We are okay. <laughs> Do you know what is that? People can yell at the screen, uh, which is something not unique, which you can find also in Brussels. At the in Brussels, Brussels, there is another festival, so we should go to Brussels. And I should come here. I mean, uh, yeah, that would be cool. We should make exchanges of audience. <laughs> you come to the festival to uh, to, to shut out, to, to show out the, the film, to not to see the, the film. film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's you have Brussels, already seen it. So. <laughs> same. I mean, so many movies I've seen there. You don't want movies to be good there. No, I don't need it. You, you just want them to be with a good rhythm. But the, the worse they are, actually, the funnier it is to yell at That's them. Years ago, they filmed Piranha 3D. And the people of the festival know the film. That's Titi's 3D. Titi's 3D. Titi's 3D. Okay. <laughs> Titi the bird, not the... <laughs> Bob's 3D, Bob's 3D. Boobs. <laughs> you know one thing, I'm sure, maybe you, do you make people sing? Do you have director come and do you force them to sing? 
No, not really. You should try is, that. So there are some films that has some chorus, and usually people the, sing, in the audience sing. The, what the they audience do in sing. Brussels is that they give away some awards to directors. So if the directors come, everybody in the, the audience is like, une chanson, une chanson, <laughs> une chanson, and they force the director to sing. But the funniest is not even that, is that sometimes the director cannot come, like if it's a little movie from Finland hmm. or Japan, the ambassador or an aide to the ambassador would come instead of the director. <laughs> we still force them to sing. Well done. So the ambassador of Japan, Japanese, you could picture Obviously. a very strict looking, very well dressed. The guy can sing. He's a very good singer. He looks very serious, but he'd always comply very happy to sing for the audience. But the funniest is when you have yeah smaller countries and you can see these young politician they're starting their career they go to brussels and they think yeah it's going to be right and i'm pretty sure in the ambassador circles it's a what do you call that in english i don't even know um it's a thing they they do on the young ones you know yeah. as not yeah. a, not actually a punishment but a, a rite of passage to the to Senate. oh go there you're gonna <laughs> You're going to pick up an award for a young director. That's cool. You're going to be an audience. Don't worry. <laughs> and you see the the young aides going a temp right job. Now, right now we can do it that. here because our audience is quite harsh. But, well, <laughs> it's it's an option. I have a very pan um, answer now. And there are two types of directors. The bad director that makes a bad film but recognizes that it's a bad film. And the bad director that recon don't recognize that the new, uh, and he uh, believes it's a really good movie. He believes that it's a very good movie. <laughs> yeah. And don't recognize the about film. That's the only question. Yeah, one director was popular in Brussels was, uh, Hugh Ball. Not right now. Very bad director, <laughs> uh, who's got the reputation of taking the rights of video games <laughs> and turning them in terrible, terrible movies. <laughs> yeah, but at least the guy played it fair. I mean, he knew, he knew what he was doing. Uh, I need to, to free you. <laughs> I, I need to go. Thank you so much, both of you. Make up some beer now. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, thank you so much. Uh, You're thank, so welcome. Thank you, listeners, for joining us with this episode. See you next time. I don't know where I will be, uh, probably back in London uh, or what I, I will do. And in the meantime, have a game. good games. What do you say that in Catalan? Catalan more jokes. Pasa ube. Pasa ube. Have a nice time. <laughs> This episode included Solta or Frango or Team Song by Bonded or All, which you can download for free on the Free Music Archive. This episode also included several covers in Catalan as well as a original song. So starting with the covers, we had Lumfok Destrucio, Lumfok Destrucio from Dragon Ball Z, adapted to Catalan and performed by Red Square, as well as On The Run from Steven Universe and Stones from Ultima Online, performed by Mireia Declair. And finally, the song La Denza de la Morte by Nelson Pobletti. A huge thank you to Red Square, Mireia and Nelson for allowing me to include their work in this episode. If you enjoyed it, please go support the three of them. I included links to them in the description of this episode. You will find links to... You can purchase the songs to Google Play. You can check them out on YouTube. Give them the thumbs up. You can go check on their Facebook. Some of them have got a Patreon. Please go and support those three wonderful artists. I really like when I travel to have a feel of the local culture and languages. 
And I'm very proud to include those songs in Catalan in this episode. I thought it gave it a very special color. A big thank you to San Sniggeret, represented by Mark and Jordi. It was a great encounter, taking advantage of a, a little holiday in Barcelona. And yeah, sort of last minute, I called San Sniggeret and Raquel, who managed the messenger, was so kind to sort things out so this interview could happen. It's quite amazing to travel to a foreign country and find out that people had a somewhat similar experience of tabletop role-playing games as I did myself back in the 90s. They, they played Star Wars D6. They played... The, yeah, a lot of the things I heard from them are stuff I heard from French-speaking players. Yeah, I love recording when traveling. I'd love to do more, but uh, of course, uh, yeah, uh, it takes money and uh, this sort of things. So, but who knows, maybe one day my, and you know where it's going, my Patreon will allow me to travel more specifically to interview people. That would be great. Thank you so much to Jane for shipping in one pound per month. It means the world to me, really, really, because each time I see Patreon supporting me, it means that you're happy with the content and knowing somehow that you're happy with the content each month makes me very proud and thankful. As a reminder, our current goals are to improve the website, which we passed the goal and then we went under again. So I'm not sure what's the etiquette in that domain. Um, but yeah, I still need to sort out the website. And the next goal is to record a series about game shops. So I would go and do episode in game shops in London, one episode per game shop, I got several in London to cover. I would do so, so in other places in the UK and uh, of course across the channel and maybe the pond and beyond. That would be great. But yeah, uh, I would need a little bit of support to be able to book that extra day of holidays that I would take in addition to the time I put aside for my family and uh, yeah, help with the little expenses. I mean, it's great to seize opportunities, but uh, yeah, if I was traveling on purpose, that would be much easier because then I can organize time, etc. So please do head to Patreon. And by the way, this month in August 2019, it's RPG Day by Autocratic. And if you are on the Patreon, not only you got access to Café Rollist or Bonus Show, but we are releasing daily episodes. So RPG Day got a prompt per day. So each day I release an episode, a short one. Me speaking? Where was I? I got interrupted by a recruiter because I'm looking for a job now. So, uh, and recruiters keep calling me for the same things. So, um, means I don't have a job, but I've got a lot of recruiters calling me. End of the side note. So yeah, Patreon, I'm much thankful for the support of listeners through Patreon and otherwise reviews on iTunes. I don't have nearly enough. I'm barely noticed by people on iTunes. I don't have any review from Spain, so it would be amazing to have a couple reviews in Spanish or Catalan there, and uh, I would read them on the show, and you can enjoy all bad Max and Tis. Oh, also, all the games we mentioned in this episode, they are listed in the description of the episode. And not only that, but most of them, if you click on them, they are a HTML link, they will take you to drive through, and if you purchase that game, I will have a tiny bit of support from drive through through your purchase and it won't cost you a thing. 
So yeah, I was talking about RPG a day when I got uh, interrupted. So on Patreon, lots of audio content there. If you are not keen or you cannot afford to support the Patreon, it's all right. I'm also doing 60 seconds long videos on TikTok and I post them on Twitter, YouTube and Facebook. So you can go check them out and you'll see me in different stages of not being properly shaven. If you want to meet me in person and other amazing people, you can do so on September the 4th for monthly London Lundrings and Dice, which takes place at Bad Moon Cafe. You can meet different RPG clubs from London there, Phoenix Games Club, Roleplay Heaven, London Indie RPG now and then, London RPG Community, and London RPG Community, I'm playing and running games there at the moment, so if you join the club, join a game at Bad Moon Cafe, you might play with me as another player, or maybe as me with the Game Master. Tonight I'm running Jason Statham's Big Vacation, I should be running some Star Wars D6 there. If you're not based in London, but you are considering paying us a visit, I would recommend you do so on November 30, because it's going to be Dragon Meat, which is a mighty awesome RPG convention, if you haven't heard about it in an episode of the Royce Podcast. By the way, our next episode in September will be the one about Dragon Meat 2018. Yeah, that took me a while to edit it. I had a crazy backlog with my editing and I'm slowly catching up with it while still recording more stuff, meaning that actually my backlog remains very high. But yeah, uh, I recorded stuff at Dragon Meat. Should be our next episode. Should be cool. And you should definitely book November 30. Get yourself tickets to Dragon Meat and meet me there at the Podcast Zone or elsewhere. Uh, the Podcast Zone, which should have a number of cool awesome podcasters and streamers participating i don't know much this year because it's organized by the awesome mira which has been a guest of the show a couple of times so yeah launched the podcast zone but this year i said you know what i'm gonna sit back and let somebody else who's i'm sure doing a great job with it do it instead of me and i'm just gonna enjoy myself as a guest or someone who who play games, who record stuff at Dragon Meat, just, yeah, gonna be nice, gonna be nice. I can't wait to get Dragon Meat. So, see you next month for some Dragon Meat action, and in the meantime, have good games! Nós é tipo bem Jesus, todo mundo a gente ama Ainda mais se for gatinha, rola até levar pra cama A gente topa tudo, sapatão e bigodudo Na hora do piriri, cai em mim outra vesti Vai batuque! Rolê, rolê, rolê Solta o frango e vem com a gente Rolê, rolê Que és Catalunya? I per entendre què és Catalunya, farem servir el llenguatge universal de les matemàtiques. Si sumem una petita nació europea com Suïssa i un lloc paradisia com Ibiza, el resultat és Catalunya. Si no heu visitat ni Suïssa ni Ibiza, aquesta és una altra suma que us pot ajudar a entendre com és el nostre país. Lapònia més Tunísia és igual a Catalunya. Però què té Catalunya? Té muntanyes, té platges i té indústria. Així doncs, el Tíbet, 
més el Carib, més la industriosa ciutat de Detroit, partit per deu, és igual a Catalunya. I ara que en coneixem el paisatge, vegem com és la fauna i la flora. Els coloms, més les anxoves, més les formigues, constitueixen aproximadament el 90% de la fauna autòctona catalana. I si parlem de flora, això és el que tenim per donar i per vendre. Oliveres, més mates d'enciam, més roses, més rovellons, és igual a la flora catalana. Si parlem de recursos naturals, la riquesa de Catalunya és aquesta. Petroli, sumata metalls, més fusta i més urani, i tot això, multiplicat per zero, és igual als recursos naturals de Catalunya.